0: It's Caress with the Des Moines Radio Group with another chance to talk with uh, members of our community who are raising awareness about an amazing cause. Now, I'm going to start off by saying we've got Gail from Nick Mick with us. Gail, it's so nice to have you back. It's so nice once again to be working with Nick Mick on these amazing organizations that you have brought under your wing.
1: Thanks. And it's great to be here because. Um, We love giving back to the community and we love supporting all these organizations that do so much for others.
0: This time, we have got something special.
1: Right, we do. This is an organization that is very important to the Des Moines community, even though a lot of people may not know about it. Um, But it is also an organization that some of our employees are very passionate about and that's important to us at Nick Mick, not only to give back but to support the organizations that our employees are passionate about, because that gives us a great connection.
0: And I do think this is an organization that needs to be a part of our community, that our community needs to be aware of. Absolutely. OK, so we've got uh, Kelly Markey, am I saying that right?: That's right. Kelly Markey from Dorothy's house.: Correct. Now you are the founder. I am founder, um, all your titles that go with this, tell me.
2: Janitor, (laughs) primarily. Facilities, um, administration, funding, you know, development. Um, So, yeah, whatever's kind of needed any given day. Tell me
0: what Dorothy's House
2: is. It's our mission to provide a safe place for what we call the practice of life, For those whose lives have been interrupted by human trafficking, exploitation, and prostitution in Iowa.
0: I think right off the bat, a lot of people would say that doesn't happen here.
2: Exactly. And they would say, I would say that if it's not happening here, it's the only place on the planet that it doesn't. And it's actually, we know of cases in all 99 counties in Iowa.
0: So... For me, the first thing I think people need to be aware of is you just don't realize it's happening here. And that's okay that you haven't seen it, you haven't heard about it. Just realize it is happening here. And what we are doing right now. with Dorothy's house and talking about this and bringing this to your attention is to raise awareness, raise money and help the people that it is happening to. Is that a fair statement?
2: Yeah, and I think that you probably do see it and you probably are um, exposed to it, but it's a very dark and very pervasive crime Uh, We have had individuals uh, come through our program who represent most of the high schools in our community. Um, And these girls live and work and participate in the communities around us. Uh, And this crime happens in their time when we don't see them.
0: Yeah. So um, this is something that you created. Dorothy's house um, was your baby. You created this. What is it okay for me to ask what
2: lit your fire? Sure. Um, When I came back to Iowa, which I'm from Des Moines, Mm -hmm. um, when I came back full time, I used volunteerism as a way to connect to the community and started becoming aware of what children in our community are surviving, uh, which I had no idea about. And it caused me to want to try to do more Um, for individuals, so I became a foster parent, and my first foster placement was a survivor of human trafficking, but at the time I didn't have language for it, Mm -hmm. and so when I found the house that I knew that I was going to help young women in, I thought it would be for for young girls aging out of our care systems who had experienced extreme sexual assault and violence in their childhood, Um, And then as I was developing and um, learning and actually renovating the homes, Mm -hmm. uh, I was invited to a week-long seminar about the issue of human trafficking in Iowa and just decided that if we're going to try to change the systems of care for survivors of crime in our community, then we should do it for the people who need the most help.
0: And it's not just young women.
2: No, absolutely not.
0: So... This is a chance for us as a community to get more involved and be a part of Dorothy's house. And what can we do to help you?
2: So, I mean, there are so many ways to to be involved in this crime. So there's an organization. Well, the secretary of state has a program called Iowa Businesses Against Trafficking, which we are trying to help support. Um, that helps build awareness and just the mindfulness of this crime that happens all around us, even though we're not really paying attention to it. You know, volunteerism is a big way to get involved in the work that we do, either directly with our participants if you have a specific skill, or financially. Obviously, we're privately funded. and really to be aware and to know that it's happening and to pay really close attention to the kids in our community. The average age that a girl will be exposed to this crime is 12 to 14 and for a boy it's about 8 to 10. So we're talking about social media and online gaming and, and at schools where you know other kids are being employed as recruiters for perpetrators in our public schools and the schools around us. So Iowa nice can kind of get in the way of our ability to believe what we're feeling is happening. Mm -hmm. But if you feel it, you're probably not far from wrong. I guess when when I started
0: reading more about trafficking, I was really thinking taking these younger kids and taking them from Des Moines and across state lines. And to me, my mind was going trafficking moving them.
2: Yeah. Transport's a big part of okay. this crime because individuals will be moved um, to hide them okay. um, from their families or from law enforcement or people who might be looking for them. But they also are moved um, in order to go where the demand is. Okay, And so one of the reasons Des Moines is such a popular place for human trafficking is if you think about all that goes on in this community Um, that draws crowds. Yeah. So whether it's the Home and Garden Show or the Iowa State Fair or a concert or a tournament, um, any event that comes and draws big crowds is also drawing people looking for other entertainment. And so we have something all the time so i think a lot of the misperception is is that the i there's a lot of trafficking going on at the fair and girls are being or kids are being snatched from the fair but what happens is buyers are going to homes and uh, hotels and apartments around the community during the fair because demand is increased
0: and it's not odd to see a lot more people in and out of our community at that time of year because it, the fair already people. has that.
2: Yeah, 100,000 people visit the fair, and not all of them are from here. But, I mean, even the ones who are here are buyers. You know, Monday's a really busy day for for girls who are in this crime. I was reading your website, which
0: is very informative, and anyone can go to the website, which is Dorothy'sHouse.org, and I was surprised to learn that not all of this – is done with strangers, but a lot of family members get involved with this as well?
2: Human trafficking is a crime of relationships. And the reason why people become vulnerable to this crime is because they trust the person who is manipulating them in some way. And so whether um, it's a woman who meets a guy who's offering to be in a relationship with her to provide her for her basic needs or whatever. At some point, um, not very long into that relationship, it will become a transaction. But also, you know, we have parents, uncles, drug dealers um, who have relationships with individuals who then extend that relationship into human trafficking it usually it's we call it a crime of relationships because you have to form some fill some kind of need for a person in order for them to want to then you know help you too and so many survivors feel very complicit in this crime due to the manipulation
0: now i realize that as some of our listeners are listening to this again you might be thinking that this doesn't happen here you you are in disbelief but this does happen in our community. Um, this is happening here, and we need to be aware of this. And so, the more you can share what we are talking about, the more that you can uh, make people aware of Dorothy'sHouse.org. The more we're going to raise awareness, we can help. We can um, raise some funds to put a stop to this, to help these individuals, these young girls, these young boys who are dealing with this. And Dorothy's
2: house presents some shelter, correct? We're a long-term restoration program. Uh, It's three phases. Uh, It's graduated, so it's based on achievement Um, Phase one is very, very structured and focuses a lot on addiction treatment, mental health, physical health, and really removing obstacles for independence. Um, Phase two allows them to put the skills into practice, which is why our mission is the practice of life with a safe backstop. And so we have two homes side by side that we operate those phases in. And then the final phase we call front porch and we place people in apartments in our community where we kind of do more case management, but they really are starting to increase their capacity as earners and in their careers um, so that by the end of the two-year period, they can be successfully independent in our community without relying on anyone else for their basic needs, which is where the vulnerability comes from.
0: It's got to be so hard to remove someone from the situation and really mentally prepare them to be outside of that situation. When that's all they know, I can imagine they would want to feel like they have to go back to it time and time again.
2: Yeah, recidivism is the most normal outcome, you know, if for somebody who's trying to get out, going back is the easiest thing because it's familiar. Mm -hmm. And so removing chaos from people's lives, I think people are like, really two years, that seems like a long time. But what we're fundamentally trying to help them do is change their belief systems about themselves and their own self-worth and their station in our community. And Try to help them believe that their worth is greater than what they believe it to be now, um, and if you think about changing a habit, yeah. like giving up smoking or soda or whatever your your habit is, they say that if you can do it for thirty days, you know it'll stick, but not always. Yeah. And so it's a lot of you know two steps forward, one step back, um, and a lot of grace and compassion and understanding how difficult it is to change your fundamental belief systems about the world around you
0: and at at such a young age when this becomes what you know
2: these are their belief systems from their earliest memory and the number of women who and this is you know kind of a shocking thing to say on the radio but right. The number of women who have said to me that they learned from their mothers mm-hmm. that they never have to be poor because of the holes in their body. Yep. Yet, twelve or thirteen years old, you, you know what? What you learn about what your value is as a person becomes a commodity. Right. And, and trying
0: to retrain somebody. Right.
2: That that has nothing imagine. to do with your self worth.
0: I can imagine.
2: And so it takes time, and it takes patience, and. Um, It takes individualization so every single person, you know, it's so important not to think of them as a victim profile, but as people who have experiences, you know, favorite summer vacations and aunts and uncles that they loved and stories to tell about their pets and personalities and senses of humor that make them very unique and individual different education levels. And so the customization needed and the very unique approach to their journey is really critical, which makes it logistically challenging. It's not one size fits all. um, But we found is very productive.
0: You are an amazing person for creating this organization and this I want to say safety net for so many um, of our youth. I mean, this really is an amazing organization. And I'm blown away by what you have done for our community. How can we help? What are the ways we can reach out?
2: So I'm not really amazing. Um, Oh, trust me, what
0: you're doing is amazing because this is shocking to a lot of people that it's happening. And the fact that you've recognized what's going on and that you are providing a way for us to help them, trust me, it's amazing.
2: Well, what I have come to learn is that, you know, if you find, you know, a way to to really make an impact on other people's lives, that it is such a privilege to be able to to be in a situation in your life where you can commit to just doing that. It's very difficult for people who have to, you know, focus on raising their children. And, you know, I think we all spend our lives one-third learning, one-third earning, and then one-third hopefully returning to our communities. And I had the opportunity to to sort of blend all of those together at once. And it is an absolute privilege to work with these women. Um, so I wouldn't change it for anything. But um, we always need help mm-hmm. and one of the things that we learned is we started placing women in apartments in our community is that we, we always tried to place them in a place where they could stay once our subsidy ends and what they were able to afford at the time really are substandard living conditions mm-hmm. and and it was very heavy on my heart and so completely by accident a building crossed my Facebook page and um, we acquired it earlier this year, are in the process of renovating it so that we can control the quality of housing that we subsidize our participants in and reduce our operating costs by almost 10% by not paying landlords for this subsidy, but Mm -hmm. paying ourselves for it essentially. So we're raising money right now. We're kind of quietly raising capital. The building needs everything from the roof to the sewer, but otherwise is a wonderful solution to to the problems that we have.
0: So, can people reach out through Dorothy'sHouse.org to reach you with volunteer needs or financial needs or
2: anything? Yep. So, at info at Dorothy'sHouse.org, um, or by calling our agency phone number or my personal phone number. So,
0: okay, that's how we're going to get a hold to of give you. that if. OK,
2: that's appropriate.
0: That's how we're going to get a hold of you again. Thank you for giving us all of this information. Oh, Kelly, um, it's it's a lot and we need to step it up and get this taken care of in our community.
2: Well, I'll tell you, um, Gail and I were talking earlier about if you were trying to to do a program like this or in another community community besides Des Moines, I don't know that you would have the same success because of the way that this community responds yeah. to the needs that are here. And Nick Mick has been supporting us from before we even opened our doors. They did a big drive to help us furnish our first home and have been supporting us in so many ways since the very beginning. And And that kind of support reminds me that we're doing the right thing.
0: And Nick Mick's pretty incredible for everything that they've done in our community. We appreciate Gail and Nick Mix staff. I mean, you have brought all of these uh, organizations to my attention and the attention of so many in our community. We appreciate you as well, Gail.
1: Well, thank you. Um again, it's you know, important to us to raise, awareness for organizations like Dorothy's House as hard as it is to hear those stories I've already shed a few tears you know listening to this but when you don't know what's going on around you um, it's it's hard to understand that this is this is real life and as we were talking earlier and Kelly shared that you know there are women into their mid-40s even that they're helping. So there's no particular age group that they're helping. Um, you know, it, it spans a pretty wide age range there. But there are so many ways and so many organizations in this community that need support. And so for Nick Mick again, you know, when we say we take care of our own, you know, giving back to the community, helping others in the community, uh, that's that's truly the essence of what we want to do.
2: And I think it's important to remember that, you know, I think it's so easy based on media and things to think that this is a crime against women and girls, Um, but this is a crime against men and women. This is a crime against the entire LGBTQ plus spectrum. Um, Homeless people are incredibly vulnerable, and people who have addiction issues, and who are um, intellectually impaired. Mm -hmm. There are so many ways that you can be vulnerable to this crime, and so gender really doesn't have that much to do with it. Women are predominantly um, the, the victims, but not the only victims.
0: No, and we just have to put a stop to it overall. It's just, it's not acceptable, and we need to make people aware that it is happening in our community and take care of it thank you for listening. I'm Caress Carter with Des Moines Radio Group, along with Nick Mick and our Power of Partnerships podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Dorothy's House, visit Dorothy'sHouse.org.